today I'm going to tell you a story. It's the story of 60 job applications, 20 or so, maybe more interviews, and four very unique job offers. Today's episode is about the journey that I took in 2021 in pivoting and recalculating and creating self-awareness and understanding myself as a job seeker, even though I'm an expert at coaching people in job seeking or job searching, I'm going to talk to you about my story. So bring your pen and paper because there's going to be a lot of golden nuggets that I'm going to talk about and make sure you have whatever your beverage of choice is because we're going in deep in this one. So the story, it's a story. It's a story. So let's dive into it. Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Longo. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice, and DEI ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, and designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey, or designing your life, the podcast Coaching for Millennials is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into Coaching for Millennials. What's going on, Chit Chatters, and welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. In today's episode, this story that I'm going to share with you is one that I've been holding on to for a couple of weeks until the time was right and I felt that it was right. Timing is everything in certain circumstances and, excuse me, particularly about this episode. Reason being, it's because I wanted to share with you my journey in my job search and the uniqueness of all the things that I experienced in my job search. So let's start from the beginning. Um, 2020 and 2021 have been some of the most intense, reflective, exhausting, stressful, (laughs) 
I can't mean there's so many adjectives that I can use to describe the last two years. But when 2021 came, it came with a shitstorm for me. And the shitstorm was that I work in a position where I am at the mercy, at the will of my employer, which most states are at will. But I also work for the state of New York. And my position is a contracted position. And so every so often, our contracts have to be renewed. So when I first started, I had a one-year renewal. And after my second renew, after my first renewal, I had a two-year renewal. So I went from one to two, and this would have been my fifth. So for example, I got renewed for two years after my first year. And now this is my third year. I would have gotten renewed for five years at this point. And there were a lot of reasons why I didn't get renewed. And the reasons that I was told, which is different the reasons why, the reasons I was told was the pandemic caused an impact on the budgetary needs of our institution. The other reason I was told was that there were programming changes happening to my area. Those were the two primary reasons. And I'm sharing this today because, again, it's a story. And I have to speak my truth, and I've been holding it back for a really long time. And I don't know if all of you who listen to the podcast have heard me throw out some um, little eggs, Easter eggs, about my situation and what I've been going through. But ultimately, as I've been coaching all of you in your career paths and your career journeys and your job search and your interviews and all the things, I myself have been coaching myself in this process because the it's just not a very traditional situation. Now, most people who are told, oh, we're not renewing your contract or we have to let you go are automatically let go, maybe with very little notice, sometimes with maybe a month. And oftentimes with nothing. For me, because I work for the state of New York and we have a union, I have a year. So I was told in January of 2021 that my contract wasn't being renewed. I have essentially until January of 2022 to find a new job. So there's a part of the story that I'm leaving out that I'm going to record a different episode about because it's not a it's not about this this episode, it's because of the circumstances of what it is. So I'm sharing with you based on the circumstances of what I experienced. This story is about 60 job applications, 20 interviews, and four job offers. And the reason why this is important is because you as my listeners, knowing that I'm a career and life coach, we all experience things at different points of our lives that we oftentimes question, why is this happening to me? How can this happen to me? This shouldn't happen to me. And the reality that I had to face after I kind of went through the seven stages of grief um, was that this didn't happen to me. This happened to be circumstances out of my control that ultimately I did my job. I did my job really well. I performed exceptionally. And... The reality is that it's a blessing. This this was the moment where all of the thinking and reflecting that I did 
and my career and thinking about my career in 2020 and 2021, this was the moment where it was time for me to take action. And so the, the journey of a career is never a straight path. It's never a direct path. And it's never a, a way of being able to know exactly what your next move is. You have to create and develop and foster what your next move is. And that was one of the things that I ultimately took action on in 2021 was I started the podcast, I started the coaching practice in 2020, and in reflecting on that and having gone through this experience of, oh shit, I'm, 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 my job is being eliminated in some way, um, I need to figure shit out, right? So it, it took a lot for me. It took me about four months, five months, you know, to really come out to the other side enlightened with the situation and feeling a sense of peace because I was angry. I was depressed. I was sad. And I was very emotionally disturbed by how this was all going down. So... When I finally started to apply to jobs, which was probably around um, April or May, that I started to kind of really jump into my job search and say, okay, you know what? I need to, you know, heal my wounds and whatever that saying about wounds is um, and start to like get out there and put myself out there. And I used my network of people. I started to have conversations with the people who I ultimately. Um, trust and are near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, my friend Lindsay Pollock is one of them who has supported me in this journey tremendously more than she can actually ever imagine. Her book, Recalculating, I feel like was written for me. <laughs> I know it wasn't written for me, but when you read that book, and shout out to Lindsay, she's been on the podcast twice. When you read that book, it, it's for anybody, Okay. But when you start to look at the effects of COVID and how we define the way we want to live our lives, higher education, which is the field that I've worked in for 12 and a half years, really causes you to wake up and, and reflect on how you want to live moving forward. And this experience that I went on and have been living taught me that I obviously deserve better, that I have some non-negotiables in my job search that I had to really put pen to paper and really own them. It taught me that it was okay to pivot and move into a space where maybe you don't know what the next thing is, but it's okay not to know what the next thing is because you will figure it out. Um, it also taught me to be resilient, which I've always been resilient. If you've heard my story, you know I'm fucking resilient. But it taught me a new way of understanding how resiliency in a situation and circumstances that I was going through or have been going through is a little different. And the reality of this whole conversation is, is that 60 job applications is nothing, Okay. In the grand scheme of when someone's looking for a job, you have to practice a tremendous amount of self-awareness. 
but you need to be really strategic about where you're spending your time looking and how you're spending your time applying. Those 60 jobs, I investigated who the company was, what the company did. I investigated the people that work there. I kind of did mock informal um, <clears throat> informal informational interviews. I reached out to people who I knew that might have known somebody there. I used my network to really thoroughly invest myself in making really smart decisions about how I was going to strategically manage my job search because I knew that my next move, I knew that my next job needed to be bigger than what I had been living. And when I think back at leaving Syracuse University in 2018 and taking on the position of the Director of Career Services for SUNY Polytechnic Institute, I knew in my core and in my heart that I was meant to do the job that I'm doing, the job that I did. Um, Because I've always been a person who, in my field, in my career, I always put students first. And working in human resources, there's very little student contact, regardless of working at a higher education institution. So when I decided to jump back into career services as a career practitioner, I knew that I had to serve in a capacity where I had control of the narrative, I had control of what I was going to create and how I was going to create it and the community that I wanted to build, not just for the campus, but for my students and in the space in the office. And I have no regrets. I really feel like I learned so much about myself as a director and moving into this position. I've also learned so much about who I am as a coach, who I am as a counselor, who I am as someone who supervises a team and what they've taught me as a person, I became more vulnerable. I started to show more of myself with the people who I grew close to that were on my team because I wanted to lead with empathy and I wanted to lead um, with vulnerability. I also made sure that I was being transparent on was experiences that my students were experiencing. I became an advisor for the Black Latino Student Union, Black Asian, Black Latino Asian Student Union, sorry, BLASU. Um, I became the advisor for Pali Pride. I became one of the founding members for our You Belong group. I was doing active, active work in DEI. And DEI became something very close to me where I started to explore DEI opportunities outside of higher education. And, you know, in the job search journey, I had to really dissect the parts and values of the things that I most loved and want to do and wanted to do. And, you know, when I take into the equation, students, diversity, equity, job searching, coaching, um, the field of higher education, there was a lot of opportunities. Clearly, I applied to 60 of them, right? Um, but not all 60 were all in higher ed. I'll be really honest. Um, and I had 20 unique interviews. Some were exhaustive and crazy, just batshit crazy. I mean, I'm not going to mention any institutions or organizational names, but some of the experiences you just can't make stuff up. And I'm sure those of you who have been in your job search and practicing 
your sanity <laughs> and reflection after interviewing, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but that just teaches you grit and resiliency on your experience with interviewing because it's not easy, number one. And number two, it isn't not, it isn't something that you should take lightly. You should be interviewing that company and those people just as much as they're interviewing you. Um, and as far as the job offers go, I stuck to my values and my core and believing in that I was worth more than what I was being offered and believing that that wasn't going to be the right fit for me. I, <laughs> it was hard sometimes to say no. And I negotiated in some cases for some of those positions that I got offers for, and they came back with nothing, which was disappointing. And the pivot of it all was probably in September. At that point, I had already applied to about 50 or so jobs in this past September. And I had already had three of those interviews. So... You know, having already gone to, no, I'm sorry, I had already had three of those job offers. So 60 job applications, 20 interviews, four job offers. And so the the journey of, of those conversations were a little nerve wracking because even though I have a coaching practice, there was a part of me that said, I'm not ready and I don't want to yet leave working a full-time career. I want to continue to work. I'm not ready to embark on the full-time journey of being an entrepreneur. I actually love to work and work for people. I'm not one of those people that says I hate working for everybody. No, I love to be in a space where I can collaborate and partner and develop relationships. And that as, a, as one of my core values and one of the things that I was looking for in working for a company. But when it came down to the employer and the company and the organization, there was one who ultimately took the gold star. And I'm I'm super excited to share that, you know, my my journey in higher education as a director of career services is coming to an end. And I'm excited about that because I'm not leaving higher ed altogether. I'm actually going to go work for an amazing company called Handshake, and I'm going to be a relationship manager on the education success team. And this is the first time I'm sharing this with you all because it's going to mean that I will work 100% remote. I will work with education partners who are colleges and universities that do career services work. So I'm going to be on the other side of the fence of what um, I've been doing for so many years, but using a platform that's a software as a sales platform, SaaS, in the ad tech space. And for me, that transition and that pivot is super, super important because I've been burnt out by higher education. I am sure that a lot of my peers and colleagues who listen to this podcast, who listen to it because they know I'm in higher ed and I will talk about it. I know your pain points. And I think the reality of the shift that higher education is going into is just the beginning. 
and I'm not trying to badmouth this industry. Um, I, what I'm saying is that we need to practice more reflection and leaders need to be more transparent and empathetic and education as a whole needs a huge change and transformation. I think that this is just the, you know, the tip of the icing or the tip of the iceberg or the little top of the ice, the icing of a cupcake before you put a cherry, whatever you want to call it. I think this is just the beginning of what's going to happen um, in education. But for me personally, this pivot came at a lot of recalculating on where I saw myself going. When I first invested in my education and I saw how passionate I was about helping people, no one goes into education for money, right? You do it because you have passion and you you have a purpose and it's fulfilling. And that's really why I stood by it. You know, I I get really energized and excited about the idea of knowing that the people I'm helping are starting their new careers or they're transitioning in a career and they're getting a new job. And that to me has been at the core of all of this, right? For for 12 years now. But looking outside of that, I really wasn't happy all the time because I felt like the more and harder I worked, I really wasn't being rewarded and compensated in the way that I should have been. I wasn't valuing myself to the fullest of the potential that I'm capable of doing. And the more I started to interview outside of higher education and institutions and in the field of higher ed, the more I started to realize and own my value. And when I finally had my interview with Handshake, which by the way, this was my third interview with Handshake because I had applied to other positions that I didn't get, okay? So they were part of the 60 and part of the interviews with no job offers. But when it came down to this one position as a relationship manager, I recognized that I needed to start from the bottom up, meaning start at this level and demonstrate my ability to perform and excel, but also learn and understand the company's culture, learn and understand what they do and how they do it, because I've been sitting on the other side of that. And they're a a career services management tool that has three facets of their customer. The first is the student, the second is the school or the college, and the third is the employer. And sitting at that triangle of that, one of those points of the triangle in supporting the colleges, I know that I'm gonna support the students because the more successful the schools are at using the platform, the more successful their students are going to be at getting their job, at finding their perfect internship. So it kind of it kind of came full circle the more I thought about it. But I just stand for like the democratization of creating a platform that's all inclusive and holistic to providing students with an equal opportunity to find a job that works for them and giving a space for employers to help early career um, practitioners and early stu- and students that are getting ready to graduate and start their you know their career from college to career journey. So I, I've ultimately, you know, looked at all that, and you know, when the offer came through, I was beyond excited. Obviously, I knew in my core and in my gut that this was the one. 
you know, having gone through that process of so many job applications, so many interviews, and, you know, the four offers, I ultimately felt like Handshake is my new home. And I found, even though I don't know everyone there, I feel like they're my family now. And not that my colleagues or peers in the career space and higher ed aren't, but for me, it's more of, I'll see you later, friends, and I love you, and we'll be keeping in touch because I may work with them. And the other beauty of it is that, like, I'm still going to be teaching. I'm still going to be, um, you know, coaching in career services. Like, obviously, I'm active in my practice, so all those things aren't necessarily going away. But at the same time, this is a new chapter and a new space, and one of the points that I started to say and I kind of got sidetracked was I was staying in the field of the space of higher ed when I mentioned that I was unhappy and not knowing that I wasn't happy because I was doing it for reasons of student loans. Um, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because I know a lot of people have invested in their education, are in student loan debt, and are in the space of working in a nonprofit or um, a public service institution because they want to have their loans forgiven. And I'm almost 40. I want to live and I want to be valued in what I do and what I bring to the table. I know my talents. I know my potential. I know my gifts. And even though I was a director of an office, I wasn't doing it to my fullest potential because I was never given the opportunity to do it. I know I had many successes in my job and my role, but I wasn't successful in the way that I wanted to be. And when it came to looking at other higher education institutions, my resistance was because I could tell that I was never going to be able to get to be successful in the way that I wanted to be for myself. I wasn't going to be able to do the work the way that I really wanted to. And not that I wouldn't be given that space. I'm sure that with time I would have, but I think there would have been some resistance. And I I took a lot of time to think about all of these spla- these spaces, these places, these spaces of where that was going to happen. And that's why I pivoted out of the higher ed space and started looking at tech ed because I knew that it was still within my comfort zone of education but I really wanted to start something new and fresh. And when I say I'm almost 40, I just don't want to be locked down to the idea of committing my life to I'm in this because I have student loans and I want to have them forgiven. I don't know why I did that. And I think a lot of people do it and we have to question ourselves. Are you living authentically? Are you happy with the way your life is right now? And are you truly feeling like you're in a position where you're going to be able to keep doing this for however long you're doing it. I don't think that the, I think that the answer is no. I think that people are struggling with making these decisions. And I think that the pandemic has, and obviously the pandemic and then living in a pandemic and working in higher education in 2021 is really causing a lot of folks to say, that's it, I'm done, I want to leave, I'm I'm out. Drop Mic drop, I'm out, right? So, you know, this little bit of coaching with this insight is that take the time to really sit with your thoughts and your feelings and journal and write down and reflect 
what it is that you truly value about yourself and how you want to live your life and how you see your life in the next two years and five years. Do two-year increments if you think that's easier, which I think is a little bit better to manage as opposed to going all hard. Like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? No, do two years and then do, do another two years or maybe do two years and five years. I think people right now are burnt out of everything, even if you're not in the higher ed space. But in the reflectionary point, I think it's important to look at how you can recalculate the way you're living your life and the way you want to transition your career. Do you see your employer or your company giving you everything that you need that's aligned with your values and your goals? That's a hard question to answer. But at the root of that question is something you have to dig deep and sit with. The other thing I'll mention is really spend time writing down your values and your worth. Really spend time writing down what are your non-negotiables and if you're wanting to invest in this journey and starting this journey. And also look for people who are going to be your mentor and your coaches and your support system. Those are going to be, that's going to be super helpful because they're going to help lift you up when you get a denial or you get a rejection. Hold on, I'm taking a sip of my, my drink. When you get a denial or rejection, you want to have people that can lift you up, but also help encourage you along the way and motivate you along the way. I have an army of people who are my support system that are just a text message away. And I'm so grateful for every single one of them. I mentioned Lindsay, but there's a lot of other people who have been really great partners that I currently work with. And, you know, I feel blessed because I have them. And I think this story that I've been sharing with you for the past 20 or so minutes is is a journey that I think everyone will have to reflect on for themselves. And I think it's important to reflect on for yourself because ultimately, if you take one step of courage into diving into looking at yourself and reflecting at yourself and seeing how much you're capable of and valuing your worth, you'd be surprised of what you could actually do. And I'm so proud that I'm joining such an amazing company, a small and mighty company that's growing every single day. I'm so happy. I feel blessed that I have such an amazing team that I'm com- connecting with and starting to work with very soon. And I I will miss my my job. I will, for sure. But I'm ready for this. And I think the timing is perfect. And so that's also part of the reason why I said that losing, you know, not having the renewal was a blessing because I think it was time anyways. So having said all that, I've come out and publicly shared with you that I've resigned from my position and I've accepted a formal offer as a relationship manager with Handshake. So anyways, um, I've been ranting for almost 30 minutes And so I want to kind of close this episode out by sharing with you that um, our promotions, our coaching promotions, so the Launch Your Career Bundle, 
and the job search pivot are still open. They will remain open until 1231 before the prices change. Again, the job search pivot um, is $1,000 off from its regular price of $3,000. And the Launch Your Career Bundle, which is the package for early career practitioners, recent college graduates, and recent high school graduates, that one is $797, which is um, normally $2,500. So if you're wanting to take advantage of those amazing career coaching packages, head on over to the links on the show notes. But if you want to search for them, you're going to search for coachingformillennials.thrivecart.com forward slash launch dash your dash career dash bundle. That's for the launch your career bundle. And then for the job search pivot, it's the same thing. So it's coachingformillennials.thrivecart.com forward slash job dash search dash pivot. Sorry. Anyways, they will be in the um <laughs> in the show notes. I know it's tricky. Um the the I'm rebranding the website and so none of the packages are listed and obviously there's there's there was a little bit of lag of me explaining this but you know with relaunching the website my coaching packages are are not longer listed on the website because I'm redoing them so I'm bundling things together that make sense to have them together and offering them at a different rate um obviously making it a little bit more affordable for folks but also I think it makes a clearer picture of what I'm trying to build and do than having all these things listed that don't make sense to people and at the same time, um, you know, the, the website's being rebranded from coaching with Jose and Miguel to coaching for millennials. And that's also a little bit, you know, takes time to do. So hopefully it'll be up and ready by 2022. Cross my fingers because everything's running smoothly right now. So the podcast and the website and the coaching will all be succinct. It'll have the same familiarity. Anyways, friends, thank you so much for listening to me ramble on for the last 30 minutes you know you're my pride and joy i really appreciate all of you and going on this journey with me but i knew it was really important for me to also share my journey with you so if you're struggling in your job search and you're feeling very lost overwhelmed confused anxious nervous um mad angry whatever your emotion is message me I'm happy to talk you through it. I'm here for your I'm here to support you. Like I said before in the beginning, this journey is not a very straight and narrow. It's not a very straight path, but it's also not always narrow. And so you have to practice some emotional intelligence and some resiliency and keep your head up because obviously if it didn't work for you, then it wasn't meant to be. So, have a blessed day and until the next episode. All my love. Hey, Chit Chatter, thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with the world. We welcome everyone for listening. And if you'd like, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow, as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next. 
be sure to go visit to coachingwithjoseandmiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.